Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights. Conversations exploring network transformation through interviews with industry experts. Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights. My name is Allison Klein. Today we're at SDN NFE World Congress in The Hague, and I'm here with James Feger, General Manager of Service Providers at F5 Networks. Welcome, James. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. So, your first time on Chip Chat, why don't you spend a bit of time introducing yourself, your background, and your current role at F5? Thank you. So, I actually joined F5 recently, back in July. Part of that, I'd spent my entire career in the service provider space working for a large international tier one provider. Variety of roles. I worked in operations. I ran their network architecture teams for a while. I've had IT roles. And most recently, I was running all of the uh, virtualization development at that carrier. I joined F5 as the general manager of the service provider business. And the priority here is is to make sure that we're developing solutions that help advance the service provider environment. And that's actually what I wanted to talk to you about today. You know, the themes at SDN and FE World Congress are obviously around transforming the network, the oncoming path of 5G, the emergence of the edge. But ultimately, this comes down to a business decision of how does this new technology offer different ways to address customer requirements and how do service providers respond in terms of delivering their business in new and innovative ways. What do you think about when you think about the trend around virtualized networks in terms of that opportunity for a service provider? There's a lot of debate and discussion even at this show around what does virtualization mean to the service provider? What have we actually realized in terms of the promise that came about a few years ago and all of these different shows and standards committees that have developed ideas My belief really is that the ability to automate and run your network more efficiently, and efficiency has a lot of meanings, whether it's, you know, cost efficiencies or serviceability to the customer or, you know, reuse of hardware. There's a lot that goes into that. But my belief is really it's automation and efficiency and being able to serve the customer and do that more effectively from a dollar investment perspective. And where do you think providers are holistically on that pursuit? I see a variety of states of deployment. I see some that are honestly just now really starting to grasp on to the potential. I see others that have been pioneers in the space for many, many years, and they're already on you know generation two or three of their architecture. And some of them are at a state in between where they're saying, maybe we'll run with this for a while like it is in the traditional networking sense, and then we'll slowly start adapting to virtualized service offerings. And I think Part of that is who are their competitors? Who are they competing against? What kind of customer are they trying to serve? And then frankly, just the size and scale of their development teams. When you look at that range of deployments, what are the types of services and customer requirements that are necessitating more aggressive action towards virtualized network alternatives? I think we're seeing a a strong push at the edge, a really strong push at the edge, particularly in the customer premises equipment. You hear a lot around the universal gateway, virtual CPE, where they're maybe hosting customer premise functions inside of the telco cloud. And I think the other thing is, is logically that makes the most sense in areas to deploy. One, because of scale. And two, because that's really the highest touch point for the service provider. If you're thinking about offering some sort of managed service offering to an enterprise customer, doing that at the edge, doing that to the closest touch point of that end user makes the most sense. It seems like that's where you're going to actually differentiate the value of those services in the most acutely and visible way to the customer rather than you know some core network function that 
may or may not be transparent directly to the customer. You're absolutely right. The thing about virtualization, which is kind of interesting, is I've come to the conclusion that the end user, when I, I say the end user, so you have service providers and then you have the end users that are consuming those services. The end user may or may not actually care about how the technology is being delivered. They just want the service to do exactly what they've asked for at a cost point that they're looking for. They want the flexibility to quickly change those things as they need them, have it grow with their business. Service providers have realized that doing this virtually probably makes the most sense because it gives that cloud-like experience to network functions. So I think you're spot on. That, that makes the most sense. That's the spot to do it. And honestly, from a scale perspective, technologically, it's probably the thing that is also most achievable in a, in a shorter time frame. Now, you said two words in this conversation, virtualization and automation. Are those two things different or replaceable in your mind? They absolutely are different. If you deploy network functions virtually and you don't take the time to automate those functions and you're simply manually pushing virtual services onto another piece of hardware, you haven't really accomplished the efficiencies that I spoke about a few minutes ago. However, the opportunity to build automation into the platform as you're developing a virtual infrastructure is much greater than if you are trying to go and bolt automation onto legacy networking deployments that have existed for years. What is the provider um, community's role and F5's role in particular in helping providers deliver this acute value to their customers and in so doing, open up new monetization streams to their businesses? You know, service providers, that community has always sat right in the middle of the data stream. That's what they've done. They've delivered the bits from point A to point B or from one point to multiple points. And as they're going through this transformation to become more than a pipe provider, they're realizing the value of already being in line. The end user, the enterprise customer, for example, realizes that they already have that relationship with the service provider. And as they're moving their workloads northbound to a cloud, that cloud could actually be deployed inside of the service provider network. And when you think about geography and distribution and performance characteristics for latency and jitter, having it hosted in a network is still achieving that cloud-like function, but not fully distributed hundreds of thousands of miles away or whatever that number is. I think that role is, we're here to serve you, we're already in line, and we can actually help your applications perform better. And that's something that F5 is taking to heart and saying, well, in a majority of our deployments, our end users have traditionally been enterprise companies helping with security, application distribution, policy control. And as those customers are moving northbound into the service provider environment, we can do those exact same things inside of the SP space. What do you think is needed in terms of changes in the way that providers either deploy infrastructure or think about how they package services to achieve this goal? The interesting thing for the provider as they, what I call it, evolve the managed services offerings is really what that is. They want to manage the service for the enterprise. As they evolve those, they have to take advantage of the fact that they are the path to that company. They are the path for those bits. And by sitting in line, they can host those application systems, whether, again, it's you know, some sort of intrusion detection, it's DDoS prevention, it's just application policy enforcement. They can host that in a variety of places in that data stream. They can host it three or four points away from the endpoint. They can host it on-premise inside of that building of the enterprise company. And as they're rebuilding the architecture, I think the key thing to think about is where does it make the most sense for the customer's performance? And by virtualizing and by baking in 
the automation components into that, you can dynamically move those services around as needed to achieve the best result. Can you share why you think F5 is uniquely positioned to help with provider's journey towards this end direction? Yeah, so the history of F5 is kind of interesting. It actually started off as a software company back in the 90s. And we moved into hardware out of necessity. As performance characteristics were starting to make the platform grow, we said, okay, we need to get into customized hardware. And I think that's been really the winner for us is is we have some amazingly talented FPGA developers. And coupling the software with FPGAs has been a good run. But going back to our roots of being native software, the ability to abstract and have virtual editions and cloud editions of our product was really interesting to me, especially since... The enterprise space is who the service providers are targeting, and we already exist in a majority of enterprises, large enterprises across the world. Many people don't know this. I was having a conversation yesterday with one of my former colleagues at another service provider, and she said, well, when did you first decouple your hardware from your software? And one of my current F5 colleagues said, well, you know, we started decoupled, (laughs) then we coupled. We actually decoupled roughly seven years ago. And I think one of the things that we're sitting on is really high performance software that started off decoupled from hardware, being able to run the same image both with our dedicated hardware or separate and already having a huge understanding of the enterprise requirements is nothing but goodness for the service providers as we partner with them. Now, F5 also has a long history of collaboration with Intel and you're part of the Intel Network Builders program. Why is that collaboration across companies in the industry so critical in this space? Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I think is critical. When we went down this journey of virtualization, there was this belief that there's no need to have any sort of reliance on each other from a software and hardware perspective. And all of these network vendors have to just decouple and run on commodity and and that's all well and good. Intel obviously is a huge part of the commodity ecosystem, but additionally, Intel's been a huge part of helping us achieve that performance, helping us really be able to still deliver high-performing, high-packet processing, high-throughput software while being able to run on commodity off-the-shelf technology. Additionally, I think as we evolve and we've gone beyond what I call the traditional x86 architecture, white box architecture, and getting into some of the accelerated packet processing, you know, smart NICs, for example, that's important because the workloads aren't slowing down in terms of their requirements. The workload requirements are continuing to evolve. They're becoming more complex. And I think as an industry, what we've done is almost a full circle. We say, oh, we want tightly integrated systems. And now we want fully decoupled systems. Now we want loosely integrated systems. And I think the partner ecosystems allow us to do that. Whether you're working in the orchestration space, you're providing VNFs, you're providing hardware, you're providing hardware level abstraction for some of these software packages. I think it's critically important to make sure that we're all successful. James, this has been a delightful conversation. Just one more question for you. I'm sure folks online who are listening would like to find out more about F5's portfolio of solutions and engage with your team. Where would you send them for more information? Our website's a great starting point, f5.com. We also have a few what I call subcategories that you can go directly to, f5.com slash NFV, for example. Additionally, we're very active on LinkedIn. Fantastic. Thanks for the time today. Thank you. I appreciate it.